I am so proud of you, community of faith. You have shown what one church can do in a country. You've changed the face of Burundi. When I met the Batwa people those many years ago, uh, they said, we're the forgotten people. No one remembers us. I said, there's a little church, because we were a little church meeting in a school at that time. There's a little church in Cyprus that won't forget you. God hasn't forgotten you. He's inscribed you on the palms of his hands. And the things that we've seen, the things that God has done, I'm so excited for you to hear about that this morning. You know, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36, Jesus is asked, what is the most important thing that God wants us to do? Jesus answered immediately. Listen to what he said. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Now, Jesus didn't say you need to get ahead, need to get a better job, you need to earn a big salary or be at the top of your class or even live a healthy life. He answered immediately. He said, love God, love people. That's it. There's nothing more important, nothing more valuable. Relationships with God and with others, that's all that matters. And if you think about it, Only two things are going to last for eternity, the word of God and the souls of men. And Jesus clearly tells us here, that's what he wants us to attend to. See, the truth is you were made on purpose for a purpose. And your life today is not in vain. That purpose is to love God and to love one another and to serve one another. And I've seen you do that around the globe. As Jesus reached the end of his time on this earth and was preparing to ascend to heaven, he looked at his beloved followers and said, guys, listen, let's go over this one more time. Listen to what he said in Acts 1.8. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus looked them in the eye and said, if, if you're in, go. Go to Jerusalem. Go to Judea. Go to Samaria. It was from the place where they were all the way out, all the way over the world. And then he ascended into the clouds. And this was the first century follower's life purpose. And it still remains our purpose today. It's the reason Community of Faith was established 20 years ago. And our purpose is fixed until we arrive in heaven. That's when he's going to give us a new purpose as we rule and reign with him. It's going to be beyond imagination. But we're learning how to do that by obeying him now in the things that we're doing now. I want to just share with you briefly what the Bible says about the final judgment. Maybe you didn't know there would be such a thing, but it's Jesus himself that tells us about the final judgment in Matthew 25. Jesus was on the Mount of Olives 
And the disciples had come to him asking, what does the end of time look like? What does it look like when it all gets wrapped up? And beginning in verse 31, listen to what Jesus himself says. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and, and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, cursed ones, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Wow. This is from Jesus. Now, some of you are probably thinking, but I, I, I thought the way to get into heaven was to have a, a personal relationship with Christ. And it is. You make Christ the Lord of your life. You receive what he did on the cross for you. But what Jesus is saying here is that that doesn't just stay inside of you. If it's really real, everything begins to change. Your heart for the world begins to change. It manifests itself outside of us. See, when we, when we know Jesus, we will want to do the things that Jesus speaks of in these verses. We will long to do them. And it's not natural. I mean, the natural thing is to spend money on ourselves. If you look at the outlet mall right now, that's what people are excited about doing, right? How many of you would rather be here right now than at the outlet mall? Yeah. You know, it's like God's going, I've got a people and I've done something deep inside of them and it's flowing out of them. That's why we talk about our best gift to Jesus because we're trying to celebrate his birthday, but we end up giving gifts to ourselves. 
and those that are close to us. And naturally, we, we long to spend money on ourselves and meet our needs and satisfy our own desires. But a true relationship with Jesus transforms those personal desires into a personal purpose to make a difference in the world, to see God's kingdom move, not just here in Cyprus, but out beyond to Katie and Tom Ball, out beyond to all of Houston, out beyond to Texas, out beyond to the United States, out beyond that, even to the ends of the earth. Loving God, serving the world. Now, I'm not going to lie. It's been hard lately. It's been difficult. Our offerings since COVID are way down. And, you know, recently, even many of our U.S. staff took a a 10% cut in their salary. But I want to tell you something about our staff. They get it. They get it. A 10% cut off an American salary is worth it to keep doing those things that are going to last forever. It's an eternal investment. And our staff understands that they're building up treasure in heaven, eternal treasure that can never be compared to anything on this planet. I even had one staff member say to me, can, can you cut my salary another 10% so we can do even more around the world? And some volunteered not to take any salary at all. Jesus' purpose is the purpose of community of faith. And this is what the best gift offering is all about. And we are committed, no matter what, to continue to do what Jesus asked us to do. And it's not about us. It's about the purpose that he's put in us to make a difference around the globe. That's what this best gift offering that we're going to take next week is all about, doing what Jesus has commissioned us to do and what one day he's going to judge us on, making eternal investments for the kingdom of God. You know, I never used to talk about money, didn't want to be perceived as as you know, being about money. Then I realized Jesus talked more about money than heaven and hell combined in the Gospels. Did you know that? Because he knew that it symbolized something for us. Even though it's not really our money, because think about it, we get to play with it for a little while, and then it all goes back in the box. It's kind of like Monopoly, you know? And then someone else gets to play with the money that you built up, your kids, and they're probably going to waste it. But, you know, that's kind of how it goes. But God's saying, I've given you something that you can show me where your heart is. And it'll actually move your heart because wherever you put your treasure, your heart moves to it, Jesus said. So, in the, in the great judgment, at the end of time, he'll ask you this question. What did you do with what I gave you? And as Americans, he's given us a lot. Listen to this because this might stun you. According to world demographics, if you earn $60,000 after tax, 
you're in the top 1% of earners in the world. Did you know that? See, Jesus talked about the rich and how difficult it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. When he was talking about that, he was talking about us as Americans. We are the rich. When, according to worldwide standards, we're the ones that he's talking about. We're going to look just for a moment at Burundi. Now, Burundi, if you look at, you know, you look it up, it's the poorest country on the planet. It's right there beside Rwanda. Rwanda and Burundi had a big genocide in the 90s, but Rwanda got all of the the attention. Burundi was so poor that they didn't even get attention. And so hundreds of millions of dollars poured in from the international community to help Rwanda, but nothing for Burundi. And when we first discovered Burundi, we were stunned that there was no one working there, not even any governmental agencies. But on average, the income of Burundi per person is between $300 and $400. Not a month, but a year. Three or $400 a year. And the Batwa people that we started out working with, their income was $100 a year. Can you imagine? Like they would make those little pots that you saw that they were forming. The ladies would spend three days and making those pots and firing them. They would walk two hours into town. They would sell them for a quarter. And if they sold four or five pots, then they would try to buy some rice and beans and things that they could feed their family with. The, the, the group of Batois, there were about several thousand of them that I met the very first time we went. They hadn't eaten. No, no one in the village had eaten in two weeks. The forgotten people. And... There's a little church in Cyprus that didn't forget. That's why I'm so proud of you. And I want you to meet again. If you haven't, if you don't know, you probably already know them if you've been here any length of time. But Claude and Kelly Nikandeha, they are our staff on the ground. Claude is paid by us. And um, they've been working in Burundi all these years for you. And I'm so excited to have them here with us today. Claude is coming to us from Dubai. He and the Honorable Emeld. Emeld is the very first Batwa in the President's Council. There's never been a Batwa in the President's Council before. They're in Dubai meeting with the UN, speaking to the UN because the UN asked them to come and share what is happening with the Batwa. And the UN wants to partner with us to reach the rest of the Batwa in, in all of Burundi and on into the Congo and everything. So I'm excited about that. Kelly's in Phoenix right now. So we've got both of them here. Give them a hand. I'm so glad that you are here. Claude and Kelly, Good we welcome morning. you. We honor you. You're just, we're so proud of you and what God has done Thank through you. you. And just want you to know that. Let me ask you a few questions, okay? For those who are new to Community of Faith, can you share from your perspective how this all got started? What, what, 
what's God doing in your hearts to lead you to this partnership all those years ago? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for this opportunity once again to be part of this very important season. Our journey together started over 15 years ago. At that time, we were leading a, a network of African leaders addressing African challenges called Amahora Africa. That was when we met. I remember the day we then went to visit a Batwa village together in the province of Bobanza. Um, it was also my first time to be in a Batwa village, even though I was uh, born and raised in Burundi. And, uh, and I think you remember that the, the level of poverty that we saw that day was beyond measure. Now, I grew up poor and I had seen poverty before, but what we witnessed, what I witnessed, it was beyond anything that I could imagine. Re I remember walking around the village uh, with uh, the community members and there was only one, one lady who was cooking few potatoes um, among all of those families. And they were living next to a graveyard. Now, in a, in a Burundian culture, you want to live as far as you can from a graveyard. But these friends didn't have any choice because they didn't own any land. So this was where the government could put them. And... Um, and then it kept moving them as the graveyard grew. Um, so that experience really changed uh, my life. I, I knew that how I responded to the Batwa community that day and in all the days to come will be the true measure of my discipleship. How I loved the Batwa people would reveal how I loved Jesus. It was so clear to me that day. And I know uh, it was the same for you and David and everybody that was with us that day. Um, as we traveled back on the bus, we shared about what we might do together to bring hope to our new battle friends. So that visit, our conversation, and our agreement that God loved the Batwa were the beginning of this partnership with the church in Texas, with this little church in Texas. Thank you, Claude. I so remember that day because uh, I remember Claude said, do you all want to go out and see a Batwa village? And we said, yes, we do. He said, I've never seen the Batwa. And I remember our driver had David, my son, Sarah, my daughter, and uh, Claude was in the front and we were driving out and uh, the guy was going like a hundred miles an hour, it seems like down this little tiny road. And I, I finally said to the driver, I said, slow down, man. I said, I got my whole family in here. I, I'm concerned about how fast you're going. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Mark. He said, he said I just, it was just last night that the, the government forces were shooting across this road with the gorillas that were fighting them. And so I just didn't want to get caught up in that. And I said, speed up, man. You don't even know what, <laughs> uh, Claude, I didn't even know what you'd invited me into at that point, you know. But I'll never forget sitting down with the, the chief of the Batois. And um, 
Claude was interpreting for me, I asked him his name, and Claude always looks like a million bucks. You know, he's always, he's, he looks cool. He's a cool guy. He had on these really cool Ray-Bans, and, and he's interpreting for me, and all of a sudden, I see tears coming out from under those Ray-Bans, and he said, the chief said his name is no name. His parents said, you don't need a name because you're a batwa and you'll never amount to anything in this world because we are the nothing people, the forgotten people. And I remember telling him that day about how God had engraved them from Isaiah on the palms of his hands and he hasn't forgotten them and that his church wouldn't forget them. And maybe that sounded like an empty promise at the time, but it doesn't now because it's been amazing what God has done. In light of Matthew 25, where it says, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Kelly, could you just share with us how together we've been able to do those things in Burundi over these years? <laughs> yes, well, good morning, COF family and Mark. Um, you know, we have taken the words of Jesus seriously when he talks about faithfulness and how to measure faithfulness, right? And so all of those things that Jesus said would, would, would make clear our faithfulness, our things that we've done together over the last 15 years. So we have fed people. We have a fortified uh, porridge factory that produces tons of uh, fortified porridge to feed the people of Burundi. And we feed over 57,000 people a day, primarily children and mothers. And you, you uh, did that community of faith. Yeah, in, in over 33 communities. So we take seriously um, that following Jesus and faithfulness to Jesus is going to actually mean feeding people. Um, we have uh, made possible wells in over a dozen Batwa villages so that they would have access to clean, filtered water, safe wells so that uh, none of the kids get hurt when they go and get their water, because that's also a problem sometimes. So we have made sure that clean water is available uh, because that's another mark of faithfulness. Um, we have made sure that our friends in Burundi have a real sense of home, not just coming into our homes, though of course we've done that, but making sure that they have citizenship in the country of their birth, uh, making sure that they have permanent residence on their land, and making sure that they actually do have quality homes uh, for themselves and their family, as Francois told us in the video, how important that's been to them in Matera. Uh, so that sense of home and not being a stranger in their own land. Um, we um, have made sure that the most material needs are met. Uh, and I think Jesus points to that when he talks about clothes for the naked. Although we also do have a trade school where we have taught hundreds of people how to sew. So they actually can make clothes and mend clothes, um, among other things. Um, we started off with a little nursing station in our school, um, taking seriously the need, the call to reach out to the sick. But over the years, that has grown into the Laura Shook Health Clinic, um, which is over 4,000 square feet of this beautiful hospital with a huge birthing center. So that like last year, we had almost 100 babies born 
and not a single one died in the delivery room and all the mothers and the babies made it safely out of that season. Um, that's a big thing in Burundi where infant mortality, that kind you know, that's just one form of kind of sickness, right? Uh, so we are absolutely caring for the sick. Um, and we even have reached out to some of the prisoners. Uh, so in Burundi, if you can't pay your hospital bill, uh, they can hold you in a ward as what they call a patient prisoner. I think Sarah, your daughter, was one of the first ones to bring this to our attention. Um, and so more than once, uh, you at COF have raised money that has allowed us to walk into psychiatric hospitals and other hosp regular hospitals and bring out the prisoners, um, not only visiting them, but paying their bills so that they could again come home. So we think that these are the things Jesus said, uh, this is what faithfulness will look like, and we have taken that seriously. I have seen that, and it's been so amazing. Yeah, we have to realize, community of faith, that it's you that's done that, one church. We've been the ones, and, and what's been so amazing, um, even on top of all of that, is our bank. You funded the bank that we started in Burundi and it's created like 300,000 jobs now in Burundi. It's changing the face of Burundi itself. And the Batwa, I mean, that's amazing what God has done and, and so exciting. So Claude, you're a bank president now. That's amazing too. <laughs> and I'm excited for that. Um, what have been the highlights of 2023, Claude and Kelly, either one of you? Okay, so uh, as Kelly said, you, you together, we have been able to serve over 57,000 children daily with a uh, program that we call One Cup a Day um, that we feed mainly school children and pregnant mothers in over 33 communities. And um, and now our and then the factory that um, you have established in Burundi, we we have the capacity to produce thirty tons of fortified porridge per day, and that is up from ten tons per day last year. Um, up north in uh, Kibera National Forest, that's what um, Honorable Imeld and myself are here in Dubai to talk about, which is the new frontier for our partnership with the Batwa. We've planted over 400,000 trees in 2023 so far to bring the forest back to life. This forest was destroyed uh, with the civil war in the 90s, as Pastor Mark mentioned, uh, over 60% of it, that's when the battle were kicked out of it and became homeless, I mean, the rest of them. And we've worked to relocate um, already four Batwa village to permanent land around the forest on the outskirts of the forest so they can build homes and develop long-term communities. Uh, we were working with them as we did in Matara and Bobanza. Part of our work with those villages includes economic development and those villages have begun mushroom farming, producing tons of mushrooms for the market. Um, they are also getting into hives and honeybees 
because honey is another good thing to sell at the market and it's something they have expertise in because they used to do that in the forest. Um, the Laura Shook Health Center have seen this year so far 288 babies delivered safely and um, and we have um, the Kazoza FM and TV, which which are the new media station, which allows us to offer economic education to the next generation of workers and entrepreneurs. And um, this year, we have now become number one across Burundi, and our reach has ex expanded into the entire country. And recently, we have also started Sunday programming which includes discipleship program and evangelism and worship and testimonies reaching over a million burundian weekly so that's just some highlights of 2023 that's so incredible it's it's amazing because you started this radio station there's there's really not employment available from companies in Burundi. No companies really go in there. And so it has to be kind of an entrepreneurship. And, and so Claude started the radio station with the idea that we would have all these teaching, all this teaching about from business leaders and others about entrepreneurship. And within just a few months, it became the number one radio station in the whole country. So that's just an amazing thing to me that to see that. You know, when we, we met the Batwa people, only two out of 10 of their children live to age five. And so a lot of times they wouldn't even name their kids until they were up close to four or five to see if they survived or not. Uh, in the last 11 years, since we've started the clinic and all of that, where we are concentrating on from conception to like two years of age uh, for the mom and the baby, We've only lost one child among all those many tens of thousands of, of Batwa. And that's amazing thing that God has used you to do. And there's little children everywhere, you know. I, I was uh, kidding with Claude because a few years ago, we got a gal that was going to help us with some family planning because the kids were just, you know, no, they're all surviving now. And she got pregnant. So that didn't work out too good. But it's so amazing. When I spent the night in the Batwa village, um, I woke up to this little sound of like angels singing. And I stepped out of the, the place where they had me sleeping. And Laura and I couldn't believe it. There were little children all around us just singing at the top of their lungs. And it just made me think of heaven and what heaven's going to be like. And you're going to have so many friends from across the globe that are going to come up to you and say, you know, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. You've changed our lives. Well, what does the next year look like? Well, we are going to keep going forward. Uh, Kibera National Forest is where so much of our energy will be, uh, really working to transform land and lives for the people there. So we are, we are actually inviting a lot of the Batwa to come back home and um and help they were the guard of the forest and they, they, we want that to go back to that um we're hoping to plant a million of trees and try to restore as much as we can um and we we, we have already selected about 20 
villages that we will be restoring their land and bring economic development and other ways we can support a viable living for those families. Um, sorry. We are now, uh, we are also, we have now also officially registered in the Congo. So we will be expanding our programs in the Congo, starting with feeding program in two communities. Um, so that's very exciting. Look forward to that. We, um, we also, uh, we are also excited to begin work on, um, on a new adventure called Bujumbura Business Park. As we all know, strong and stable economies matter. The ability to find work, create good jobs and provide for your family. So we want to be at the forefront of conversations about how to make the Burundian economy work for everyone. Inspired by the Jubilee principles we see in scripture. So we've learned over the years that you need to create a certain kind of space to have certain kind of conversations. And we want to do that so they can be more vibrant future to be had in Burundi. Wow, that sounds amazing. I'm excited about that. You know, when I first met Claude, um, he had created this conference for entrepreneurs in in uh, Africa, young entrepreneurs to meet with Americans and come over and learn things together and do some things together. And what a, they called it the conversation. You remember, they'd always say the conversation. And I, I think my son David and I went two years in a row and there were a lot of religious leaders there too. But I remember saying to Claude at the end of the second year, I love that we're having a conversation, but I can't have any more conversation. We got to do something. And Claude said, I thought all Americans wanted to do was have a conversation. <laughs> and I said, not community of faith. We want to do something, you know. And so we started right there. And it was the, it's been the most amazing thing together as we've gone through this journey together. And um, I, one of the biggest joys to my heart, because it proved to me what God had told me when I started the church, that one church can make impact like we can't believe. And what they're doing for you through your gifts to the best gift offering, they are doing exactly what Jesus asked us to do. And it's, it's, it's giving you that eternal weight of glory too. And it's giving you the ability for Jesus to say, well done, good job. Enter into my kingdom. You've done exactly what I asked. Well, what do you need from Community of Faith? What can we offer you at this time? Well, there is an African proverb that might be familiar to some of you and maybe new to others, but the proverb goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And I think our 15 years of friendship and partnership um, COF with the Batwa, and we get to be a part of that, is like this technicolor picture of what that proverb looks like when you are together for the distance. You know, we're going the distance together. And um, it has been such a joy, right, for us to walk that road together in faithfulness. 
um, and see God actually transform the lives of our friends in Burundi. Um, as you've seen in the video and heard us share a little bit about families are healthier and stronger and communities are thriving uh, because we are doing that long walk together. And so I think what Claude and I have said is we just want to keep on walking with you. We just want to keep on uh, living out this uh, friendship together uh, with COF and our Batwa friends um, to encourage one another, right? That we would never get tired of doing good. And so we encourage you and you encourage us and we you know, kind of keep that reciprocity so we never tire of doing good together. Um, you know, part of that is that we do covet your prayers um, because it is a fragile economy and things do happen in Burundi. And so we do love it when we know that you guys pray for us every week. Um, I especially love that you pray for Claude because he, you know, is got a certain profile and I sometimes get concerned about him. So praying for Claude and his staff and their safety is really dear to me. Um, we love the, the financial support that allows us the freedom to really focus on the mission, to focus on what we are doing with our Batwa friends in partnership with you. Um, and like I said, we just want to keep on walking together um, in friendship. Well, we're definitely going to do that. And we love you so much. We're so proud of you. Um, can we just pray for you right now? Please. Let me lead us in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for what you've done in Burundi. We see your hand and we've gotten to have a front row seat to it. I thank you for Claude and Kelly and their children and just all the, their life that they've poured into this as you've just given them the strength and the power. I know it gets tiring. I know that fighting against injustice and poverty uh, is so difficult, but I just ask that you would continue to give them that strength, that fortitude, that you would strengthen them, that you would go before them. And God, I just ask that, um, that every single one of your good plans for this country would come to pass. And even into the Congo and beyond, that we would be able to feed those little children and see them thrive, that we would see people finding jobs and finding how to even open their own entrepreneurial little places and that, God, that as they're thriving, that they would come into relationship with you as they continue to ask Claude and Kelly and all of us, why would you do this? So we get to tell them about you in our hearts and what you did for us and that you wanna do the same for them. And they've started those churches and those pastors, I pray for them. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you that we can journey together, that we can walk together in unity to see you in action. Thank you for giving us a part of that, for letting us be a part with you in your great mission, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Love you guys so much. Y'all tell them again by clapping how much you love them. Tell you what. Thank you. An amazing, amazing thing. Hey, Claude, thanks for being our representative to the UN right now. I love it. So, Thank Kelly, you. we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. You know, having them is so amazing. And can I just tell you that you do need to pray for them. You know, the, all the world's watching us now. Can you imagine the UN working with the church? You know, so it's like they're the ones that ask us to go get to the rest of the Batwa people. 
The only vision that hasn't been accomplished yet so far is because the Batwa are the little people. They used to be called the Pygmies. I had a dream to teach them how to play basketball because I wanted to be Shaquille O'Neal. But now I'm getting too old for that, so that's not going to work out. Some of you will have to do that. Um, let me just explain real quickly as we close. Next weekend, December 10th, best gift offering. No pressure. I don't show you pictures of starving little kids or anything like that because the Bible says you don't give under compulsion, remember? I want you to go home and pray about it. I want you to pray about what God wants you to give. He's going to stretch you. He's going to stretch us. And, and we need it. I mean, you know, like I said, our offerings have been down, but we don't want to stop what we're doing around the globe, and we're committed not to do that. You can fill out that commitment card. Here's a real quick one-minute video on how to do that, just so you'll know what you need to do. I wanted to make sure that you had all the information today. We're so excited about our best gift offering and how it will impact the world. Here's how you can pledge and give your best gift today. Start by taking out your card you received when you came in. First, fill out how much you want to give today as a one-time donation. Then, how much and how often you would like to pledge as a recurring gift. Total them together and fill out your total best gift pledge. After you fill out your best gift pledge card, you can then easily give online at cof.church/give or by texting the word give to 28100. Click the link and follow the prompts by first entering the amount you'd like to give and then choosing the gift type, frequency, and starting date. Click next Enter your phone number and follow the prompts to either confirm or finish setting up your account and give your best gift to Jesus. If you have any questions or need any help, our volunteers and staff are here to help you. Thank you so much for helping us make kingdom impact all around the world by pledging your best gift to Jesus. So you won't want to miss next week because it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be amazing. I've asked Jess to come and sing a song to close us out. And I don't want you to miss this song. It's called Rescue. I want you to think of it from the point of view of one of the least of these, the little kids in India that were rescuing out of sex trafficking, all the kids in Burundi that are thriving now instead of dying. Um, just all around the globe, Nicaragua, everywhere we're working, I want you to think of it from that perspective. And when it says, I'll send out an army, you're the army. And let's just thank God that we get a front row seat to what he's done in the world and what he's getting ready to do as he brings all of time together and folds it all up. And we get to be right there on the front row to what he's doing and who he is.
I love you, community of faith. I'm so proud of you. Don't miss next week. It's gonna be a huge celebration as we just celebrate together all that God is allowing us to do. Pray about your best gift. Those of you who wanna go to membership class, it's over in the other big room starting at 11. We wanna invite you to that. I love you. We have people up here to pray for you because I know you're going through a lot too. It's a difficult time. I love you. We'll pray for you. We love you. We'll see you next weekend.